0: This is Lonely Arts Club. Uh, We're back. Uh, How's everyone doing? I've got got myself Josh, Ali and V's as usual.
1: I always go first. What have
2: you been doing, Ali? You just did go first. Um,
1: I know, but you you hesitated.
2: (laughs) Oh Yeah, I was looking at you. Got in there. Anyway, um, I'm good. I've just been working on recording my album seven days in. You started? Yeah, started a new album. Yeah. Seven days of pure recording. Yeah, and to be honest, I really like it. Wow. You, you kinda of get that kind of second album, you know, fear people talk about. Yeah. But I don't think that's been applicable to me. But maybe it's only some seven days in and
0: <laughs> Yeah, this this is like this that, is like the
2: honeymoon period. You come in, you'd be like, oh, like yeah. this is wonderful. This is amazing. Like I'm having a really good time. Um, but I think maybe it's because my first album felt like my second album. I had like a panic uh, like period during my first album. Is that because you did like hundred EPs? And yeah then, I think that, and then, and then, and then I by think the time you got to the uh, to the album yeah it, a person's was, album is usually like the first body of work they do whereas mine was like two eps and a bunch of singles and a collaborative album so then my first debut felt like a you know the second album and yeah that, that's when i kind of started feeling the fear was like this thing needs to be good and this one now feels like a third album and like you kind of got over that and now you're sort chill. of finding your. A... i'm just happy that's nice. that's what i've been doing
0: that's
1: sick Viz, what are you being up to well, as you well know, I only had two hours of sleep last night. I and do. Then, um, you're doing very well for a man. Dragged himself. me over town and I've been working on my album with uh, with Benji Nice uh, for most of the day. And it's, it's weird that you mention that you're not feeling it yet, the, 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 the need to do better than, than your last stuff. Because like, I'm I'm feeling that now. I'm looking at the stuff I've done. I'm really like happy with some of the work that I've been doing and I'm feeling like the anxiety of actually having to deliver something as good as or better than the stuff, in, in my artwork, at least. Yeah. Right, okay. Like, in my Network. artwork, I'm looking at stuff I'm doing, I'm like, I'm, I'm really happy with what I'm doing. Um, and now I've actually got to deliver something better every the time. De- the
2: delivery is the scary bit, because, yeah. you know, then it's done, and what people don't like it. There's an artist
1: called Lois who says, <laughs> and she's phenomenal, I if you're into illustration, you almost certainly have heard of her, um, but she's. I've got her book, and she said that every time that she sits down at a page, she ch- tries to remove any and all expectations of herself, and just tries to just let go of that feeling of anxiety and trying to deliver something.
2: It's easier
0: said than done, isn't it? Well, I yeah. I, I, <laughs> I thought this recently is um, something I've been doing with with filmmaking is this trying to get over this. Um, fear of 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 going into something new and and feeling like I have to change the world with this next project like oh cool then the next thing I do has to be has to be like the most amazing thing like even if it's something for myself it's it's building that expectation on on myself to 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 make sure this is almost like you know oh i it's, it's only worth me doing if this is life changing like you know like if if I'm putting this much effort into something. Uh, creative or, like, the, the, you know, all that I mean, time and everything. Are you,
1: are you feeling the anxiety then of, like, having to deliver something better than everything you've done every single time? <laughs> every single time. I think creative uh, people yeah.
2: don't really like mundane, and that's the whole kind of yeah. thing of being creative. You want to make something interesting. So mundane is, like, not part of our, I don't know, vocabulary. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. My, my, latest,
0: um, my latest task... So the last week I've been up in uh, North Wales, and I've had to make a documentary for the Canal and River Trust... <laughs> Uh, so it's a don't laugh. No, I don't know why. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: this is d- my work, like, man. Canals and rivers are great. Yeah, it's like a, it's, it's,
0: it's like a day in the life of uh, documentary about all the people who, who use the canals and waterways. Um, but me, being me, I had to go in incredibly sort of like arty, and it's it's really sort of like like visceral and and full of texture. Some like stuff. dry ice on the canal, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> no, literally, I I've been getting up at like the crack of dawn for like like almost like six days straight uh and and staying in this this hotel where like is the, uh, fuck me working working away with hotels uh i find incredibly sort of like if you get a good hotel it's brilliant i had this extractor fan that was like, until about like midnight and then it comes on at like five in the morning yeah, or whatever yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> but yeah so i, I i've been away for, for for a week shooting a documentary but i'm cool. back and i've been in post-production uh, Bro, so that's, that's
1: this morning was when you dragged me to that creative thing yeah i it was the first time i've actually had to get up in the morning for a, like I, I usually get up and i kind of yeah there, there, the there was a
0: conversation so i
1: so I, 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 I but it ruined me it I, fucking
0: ruined me i dragged V's to a, to a like creative networking thing this morning and uh the conversation yesterday when i, I was just finishing work rung up V's, sounded like you just woken up uh and and i was like Yo, dude, uh, just before I forget, there's this thing tomorrow uh, 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 in the morning. Do you want to come to it? And you're like, what time? I was like, uh, like 8.30. That's like, what?
1: You're like, fuck, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, like, People exist at that time yeah, of the I, day. I, don't, I don't do. No. I, I, I generally work at like 3 or 4 in the morning and then get yeah. up at like 10, 11, start working.
0: I used to, I used to do that. I used to, I used to work like incredibly late. And then, like, you finish yeah. about like three or four in the morning, and oh, then, then start at like maybe ten or eleven. But then
2: um, I, I remember because when you did that when, you, you did that when you, we lived together, yeah. And I remember you got up. Uh, I think I mean the postman woke you up, and you were in your <laughs> dressing gown still, and you had to justify to him why it was like ten and you were still in your dressing gown, yeah. on, like a Monday afternoon or something. He's like, Oh, oh uh, I've, been, I've been working all night. I I've, I've freelance. I I've freelance. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, please. <laughs> I have a job. <laughs> it didn't help with the house probably looked terrible. It-
1: <laughs> I, I, I had to do it when we were all living together. Um, I uh, stayed awake for like three or four days straight working on an animation for a company called Metapack. And then uh, our landlady came to review the contract or something. Oh, that, yeah. And I was like out of my mind. And I'm like, hey. <laughs> Welcome. She, I was just like, here's the paper. And I looked, I think I signed something. And then she was like, can, can I have my pen back, please? And I was like, "Eating have eaten it or something. <laughs> no do you have any idea what was going on um i, I had to cats. Like, <laughs> yeah, true true we weren't allowed cats in that place <laughs> oh shit
0: anyway so yeah so so so, so it's been, been an interesting weeks. week then um now we've decided to uh mix things up really i guess uh because normally we we spend a bit of time chatting about ourselves but uh, this time we've
1: uh, we brought a friend along. Well, uh, like I said, I've been working all day on this um, this album with Benji. And I brought it, put him down. First, guests, first guest, first guest to Benji
3: club. Am I allowed to talk now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <here laughs> he
0: he's goes. been sa- he's been sat silent in the corner. He's like waiting for yeah. <laughs> waiting, wait for, us to, wait for us to like give his little intro. Yeah. So, hey, dude, how you doing?
3: I'm good. I'm I'm currently live streaming on Facebook, so I'm going to finish that so that you can have my full attention. That's brilliant. And they know to watch it back later. Finished. You all right, can't, I did, you I, can't I, watch it. It's 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 a, it's a podcast. Oh, <laughs> <God>. oh, <laughs> oh <fuck. all> right. <laughs> How are you guys? Thanks for having me in. No, um, it's cool, dude. It's I mean, really nice to be here. For those of you that are listening, this these guys have brought me to a wonderful setting. It is what I would describe as the opposite to Joseph fritzl's basement. <laughs> Awkward laugh, awkward For a first laugh, start, laugh. A They said floor. that they was going to edit bits. I'm going to make sure they have to edit bits. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're here <laughs> no, we're, we're, recording
0: in, uh, in in Ali's home studio. This is Novo and More HQ. Novo More, More HQ. Yeah, man. He's um, it's, it's got everything. It's, it's a beautiful place to yeah. come. It's great having you here, because obviously V's has told us all about the album. I've, I've heard the album. It's fucking amazing. So it's Thank really you. good to have you here. And I've got lots of questions to sort of rattle off at you. But also your... Story in general is mm-hmm. for, for me is is an intriguing one. Um
3: What was I don't know? Let's 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 go like back then. What was your what was your um, where did it start? Uh, nineteen eighty nine. My mum had sex with a guy, and then she found out a little while later that she was pregnant. Oh oh, where did the co- oh. That's like dad (laughs) joke (laughs) shit. He's a dad, right? He's a dad. That (laughs) That, that is a madness, actually. uh, Because once you become a father, you find it very difficult not to tell dad jokes. But so being (laughs) being serious, where did it begin? Um, I was an entertainer from when I was very young. I didn't know that. But the people around me did because they were very highly entertained.
0: Was that like in in school and stuff? Um, like were you, were you always like class clown or I were was,
3: you? I can't remember the age, but my family will back me up on this for sure. There was an occasion where we were uh, we had family, like you know immediate family in the home, but we had some like external family visiting, and I was very very young, and I went round the living room with a. a what are they call post-it notes and a pen, signing my autograph and giving it to all my family <laughs> members, great. telling them keep this because one day I'm going to be famous. It'll be worth something. And have they still kept it? I don't know, but they say they did, but they probably never. That's funny. That's but yeah, no, <laughs> that's like. But that in itself is entertaining, isn't it? You know, like so. I'm thinking about four or five years old, maybe, mm. probably just about able to write my name. Probably didn't even spell it. Right. I used to
2: do something similar. I used to get all the old jars and stuff from around the house. That my mum had washed and then paint them and sell them back to my mum.
3: Bang it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, to mate. be honest,
2: you had something to offer. I didn't. Wait, I just no, had no, a no, promise.
3: Wait, wait.
0: That's, that's, are you saying that's, that's similar? Benji's like, that's 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 a young kid that, that has a desire and a, a want to go towards... You're just ripping your mum off. You're... you're, man.
3: Girls you're, you're, girls you're man. <laughs> nah, man. See, now, in this part of my life, I really understand where you're coming from with that. What I was doing was selling them a promise that they one day maybe will make money off of my autograph but what you were doing was creating a creation to to ask for something a that trade. was immediately worth. It was immediately <laughs> yeah, worth of, exactly, and it wasn't really worth anything. And even. for a long time in my life, to be honest, uh, that was that was something I never really understood. I love I love, the, I love the
1: idea of like someone going to like like a like kindergarten or something and doing that. Their pasta, uh, little like macaroni, pasta pa- bring yeah, them home yeah. and be like, "There you go, man, I'll put it on the fridge. That's five a piece."
0: To anyone listening who hasn't heard your stuff before how would you describe um, your i guess music
3: vision your sound you as an artist how do you describe yourself um okay so i am somebody that people seem to find interesting complex and relatable now as i said i am just somebody that has found certain ways to express my complexities and my emotions um and that is it mm. I don't know what my gift is to somebody because, to be honest with you, it's only a gift to them once it's become a gift to me and served its purpose as that.
1: So, yeah, I I think I work for you a lot, obviously. Like, when we work together, we have, like, pretty much the polar opposite of Ali's work, uh, How he approaches it, Shit, where we generally, like... like, We'll, we'll be working we on, like... We jam a lot. So yeah. instead of, like, you know, we'll kind of build a track, it, it could be going in any direction, and then we'll, we'll turn on a dime.
3: So me and V's when we first really started to spend time and we had, we realised that we enjoyed each other's visions and, and talents and we could ride together, when we realised that, the for the first year, all we did was spend time together. Uh, to be honest, V's was actually... Being a shoulder to lean on while I was suffering with depression and yeah. and and feeling a bit worthless and 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 uninspired, and these was um, a catalyst for me to be able to to sing songs, write songs produce you know he produces but there's been times when I I've come with ideas I'll, I'll show Welcome him to two a time, or three. Man. like today yeah, it does, was, it does. Yeah. and I appreciate the 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 you know we are on that level so they I'll show these two or three songs and show him what I like about those songs mm. and what I want to put to that and ask him, can you create something of that emotion, that energy that I can then unleash my... And to be really yeah. honest, Visa's been like a counsellor to me in that respect because he's mm. listened to me and and he's been like, all right, you've obviously got your problems, you need to express them. And for the first good year, that's what we did. We drunk together yeah. and we, we I just I think that jammed. was
1: important to... Uh, the the idea of us having any sort of like tangible projects together was the, the we'd have to spend time making just everything Literally. to really like figure out where it would go just just to go off of something you said which I
0: find really um really interesting almost that idea of, of of music in general but more in your sense that the the, the the process of recording writing together acting as that sort of you know uh, um,
3: therapeutic sort of counseling Catholic. sort of
0: thing yeah for, 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 for well, mental health
3: well yeah and that was something that um, I learned to do it for myself. Quite When I was in prison, let's get to it. When I was in prison, I learned the value of being by myself and learning new skills and mm. um, and actually being creative and, and giving myself a way to express my pain. Now, I realized in prison how to do it, but I was doing it for years before naturally. Mm. Since prison, I've been through a lot, you know. I was assigned to a major label with my band, got that all fell apart band broke up dropped from the label uh had a uh, found out that i was having a child um had to learn how to grow up and take responsibility for that but all of these things basically left me in a place where i either did a job or something which i didn't want to do or i found a way to make myself happy and you asked me originally what do, what would i explain to somebody who's just landed on this planet about me i am a normal person that just seems to be relatable articulate and pure in thought and 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 people people want to buy into that and i need them to fucking buy into it cuz i need mm. to sell some right, shit i
1: think that that's important in, in rap and hip hop is to uh,
3: be relatable the reason that people consider me relatable i think is, and I say I think, is stuff that has been yeah. relayed back yeah, yeah. to me from people. But I am a half black, half white, j- turning 30, 29 year old man. Um, I have indulged in all of the things that today's society would consider um, edgy dangerous that's the stuff that's exciting you, isn't it? You're, you're, you're yeah. to experience but i've life-y. run yeah. i've run headfirst into all of them things because to me it was important to be able to when the day comes when people ask for my advice and my opinions i want to make sure that i have you've been i've been there yeah, been yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah so exactly, i can't yeah. just tell you what my opinion is i can tell you what my word is yeah
0: it's that trust isn't it yeah it's, it's like you can kind of trust what you say i've
3: been to places i've spoken to people i've met people i've being done over by people i've done people over i've taken the opportunities i i fought when i needed to fight and i backed down when i need to back down and people get that through my music and this album is very important in that sense because this is how it will strengthen my future um character because it's you know it is a character that i'm selling even though i'm now trying to co uh, to collaborate the character with the human i don't i don't think i've ever actually met the human that i am Have you met the, the human that you are
0: I, I I meet myself occasionally uh, in the dark regions where, of, of like where the, where the fuck our have mate? you met there's, yourself, there's, bro. there's been some nights where I've, I've caught myself Listen. in a reflection. Like, oh
3: I'll say one hell, thing. That, f- <laughs> I'll say I'll say one thing that will make you realize that you've never really met yourself because I I've been through mm. bad mad things, mad mad bad bad things. Mm. None of us are as nice as we like to believe we are.
1: I say that. I say that's, that's true.
3: true.
1: <laughs> Yeah, so you're summarising what has been the subject of some degree of psychological study where they do say that like every single individual is less intelligent than you think they are, they are less good-looking than you think they are. I, I, I've I not heard the, the how good you are added to that list, but I now you bring it up, I 100% agree that that's... that's oh, wow, how nice. I yeah.
0: What I think is, um, in, in that sense, what you're saying is about the, the sort of bringing personal experience uh, with, with with an audience they It's that trust that you build with them, like you saying for you, it's your persona it's the music, you, you, you engage with the audience and there's that trust built because they, sort of, they know you 've been through it and stuff like that so with like yeah. like, like, like Ali, with, with your music, <clears throat> heartbreak uh, like or, or, or sort of um, like like questions that you sort of asked yourself in music in general like what's, how how is that for you with writing like because you 've got your album coming up as like going on the same kind of theme, mm. what kind of stuff do you have to? Think about, or what would you like? What kind of things are, are you like questioning or
2: trying to bring forward? Yeah, I, you know, I guess that heartbreak thing is the the name of the game in a like it's that money making. No, it's with, <laughs> with all music, like emotional music, really hits home with people. And you know, kind of sad, melancholic music is actually kind of healthy for people to listen to. Yeah, yeah it kind of helps them kind of get through stuff on their own. And I think people all relate to it without even realizing. Is, yeah, exactly. It's all art. And music is expression art, of someone else yeah. that you can kind of ingest.
3: When I first was put onto Bob Dylan, um, mm. what fascinated me about Bob Dylan was that
1: Bob Dylan fan over here,
3: Josh. Yeah, I you're got Bob Dylan. First, fan. first
0: pressing of the freewheeling.
3: Love it. I always find it quite surprising when people don't appreciate Bob Dylan because I feel that there's so much that you could appreciate that it's hard to not say you appreciate one of the elements of who he was. But mm. but but to the point. So when I first was put onto Bob Dylan, which was only a few years ago, I started listening to all of his songs that I could get my hands on which in prison is not that many. Uh, but what I realised was that he had um, written, a, uh, let's just say, a guitar acoustic song with the lyrics that touched on so many real life scenarios. Mm. You know, heartbreak, cheating on your missus Isn't and getting caught. in
0: society as well. Being, as, being
3: yeah. too into alcohol, being too into drugs. Being an outsider, being an insider. Do you see what I'm saying? His array of um, topics in what he speaks about in his life. But he
0: still makes it relatable.
3: You you still listen to it. And And not only that, but what made him special was he was incredible at putting the, the right music, the because, you the know, right you can play one yeah. chord and tell a quick story mm. and then you could play the a different chord, tell the same story and it, you know, it's, the re- it's how senses. he res- it lets it
0: resonate with you. Is yeah. Yeah. Bob
3: Dylan had a guitar, had a voice and had a pen and paper and he, in my opinion, was the greatest songwriter in, only because he touched on so many different emotions and gave them all a great voice.
0: He, for, for me, um, i just uh, just going i mean going back on his history uh he 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 wrote songs that sort of spoke uh you know as 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 a as a white kid mm-hmm. in those days he was singing about slight injustice in in society um How crazy uh, it, it's in in america at the time have you as ever, well. have
3: you ever seen um Bob dylan and zach della in the same room interesting point <laughs> <laughs>
2: misconception that you know like you said all my songs like heartbreaking kind of things like you know my whole album's about you know various things like that there's a song about that was um Spurred off a different podcast to listen to where they talked about how many horses you're allowed to keep in your front yard, and because of that, the whole town disbanded because they couldn't decide how many horses you're allowed in the yard. Right. And wait, wait. I mean, I a time no, I'm gonna pick that up, but carry on. Keep yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's songs about you know growing up with all my friends, watching like fucking drug abuse happen. Yeah. Throughout kind of my life, people, people I like know's yeah, yeah. life, and how it's affected them, and how I've kind of like and how it's risen me. in a different way, and yeah, you know, and yeah. Sp- People you know. people associate that stuff with like a relationship.
3: So when you say about how many horses can you have in the yard, this is this <laughs> is the this is the, the beauty of art and this is what separates let just for the sake of the of the term the men from the boys. It it is the case of who is willing to because we we all know that there are rules that the industry set. For example, the length of songs, the pattern of chorus verse chorus, is, is that like sort of radio play like, yeah. so like three but, but, and a half minutes if you want the, to be on radio if you yeah. want to be wh- whipped up by the industry and and you know have all this fake love fake money that you owe back but you know if you want this fake facade of of becoming the face of a machine then you have to just play the game play by yeah. the rules That you feel it
2: when you're signed to a, you do, a label oh like, man. like you know I will say everyone listening I'm signed to a label and I'm happy with them yeah. so anything I say isn't but how long you know, did it take you to find to that
3: balance where you could actually yeah. have a label Serve you rather than you serve a label. Yeah. So when I was going to Sony, I know that they were dealing with. They have Columbia. They got Psycho. Yeah, they got... basically, even the biggest, biggest stars like Adele. Or whoever, I don't know that she signed to Sony. I'm just She's giving... signed
2: to XL and Universal. Mm. XL yeah. XL Recordings is part of the Beggars Group, a uh, big record label group right. which own a load of record labels. Okay, mm, but, independent.
3: But but so so this is what I learned when I first started getting invited to Sony headquarters in London for meetings. We might sign you. The first day that I went to the Sony headquarters, they took us through all these fancy gates and up to the third floor and through the fancy shutters. Then they took us down a corridor into a room and they were taking us to Music for Nations, which was the subsidiary, their office. As we get into their office, it's like a call center, you know, like they're all blocked off. So they've got like, say, uh, five by five meter offices and there's about 30 of them in this one massive. Oh, they're like little little cubes. Of, they're all of little, little cubes. Oh. But you look around the room, it's and s- and they and you can see all these little labels above the desks. There it's is like about label, thirty label, different label. record labels that you would consider worldwide major labels, all in one fucking room. So I was thinking, <laughs> what, I by do, what I might do, what I do with not this album because I think it's important that we o- we own this because we work for it. But when it comes time to try and get a deal for the second album, I'm gonna b- b- lie, <clears> say that I'm going to see somebody I know. In that office, get up to the main floor, run, jump the barrier, knock run into on the, every run into, No, you don't have to knock. There's no doors. I'm just gonna run in there with about forty CDs and throw them everywhere. Listen Listen Take them, just throw them everywhere. Do you know how big of a publicity stunt that would be? Somebody would fucking sign you. I'm telling you. Someone to rescue it. Cardiff rapper
0: shot <laughs> dead. <laughs> <in, laughs>
3: rapper shot <laughs> dead in, <laughs> dead in <laughs> record, and record label. label. This oh, is a, this jeep. is a thing. Here we go. Someone give me a hundred pound and I will creep it I will sneak into fucking Sony's headquarters. I get it on video, and I will this sound, this scatter. Sounds, I will scatter like CDs like this snow, this, this and I get a deal out of it. And we'll fucking sounds like a plan. You don't want to broadcast. <laughs> so it sounds like the Area Fifty One thing. Like yo, 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 right, right, yeah, let's get, get on board.
0: Get on board. Do you know yeah, the, the difference between
3: that and Area Fifty One? Is I got the bollocks to finish.
0: Did you see? Did you see that uh, we uh, spoke about that, this in the first like, podcast? Yeah, there, now was it's happened. Six, there was something yeah. like six million people signed up to the Facebook group. Keanu Reeves tweeted saying, "Like, yeah, I'll see you there, man." 150 people turned up.
3: Yeah, to be Only honest, 150 people. like
0: gaming kids. To, if, yeah, I, if, I was,
3: if I was Keanu Reeves and I was of that level of fame and I was sat at home thinking, oh, I'd love to see this happen, then I would probably post the same. <laughs> oh, I see you all there. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then everyone's like, oh, Just Keanu Reeves is coming. Yeah, but that's, and then, yeah, but that's, and then that's, I'm that's there when... watching. I tried to watch it on a live stream. Yeah, it was terrible. It was terrible. It was, it? It yeah. was on nothing, like just nothing. some kid on their phone. Just being
0: like, yeah, like, <laughs> but, but, wait, wait, wait. but again. it was like inflatable aliens. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> <it was> so, <laughs> I, I, I saw the aerial map of like, what, like where they actually were, and they never made it like close to like forty kilometers. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, just
2: like, talk about deals, maybe because you deals. signed to Sony, and like this is something that I was nearly in as well, and I got taken to Sony. I went around all the offices, mm-hmm. and we got talking about. We were talking about which labels could work for me. Right. And basically, it's because I'd just done the cover of Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses for okay. the Lynx advert. And because of that, people were like, oh, this guy's going to be
3: big. So you became
2: somebody that they
3: were looking they for. They could commercialise that. You.
2: They could really commercialise on that. Yeah. And they were like, in the like, taxi ride, they're like, oh, I think we should do another mix, turn the vocals up a bit and stuff. I was like, yeah, you know. Maybe, and then kind of, I, they were like, oh, we're we going to meet with Psycho. I was like, what's Psycho? They're like, that's yeah. one of our sub-labels, it's owned by Simon Cow." The they boss. Have, yeah, you know, they have like, you know, all the X Factor people, they end up getting yeah. signed to Psycho. I was like, what, you want me on that label? Yeah, it could work, and I was like...
3: Could it? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I went back and forth, and that was like a few months of my life where I was like writing songs with a friend, thinking like, "Oh, I could be this kind of like more alternative, kind of James Bay kind of style music, mm. like mm. way more in the alternative world, but up there kind of thing." And yeah. I got this in my head that I could write pop music, and yeah, then, can. and then, I but, then I, can, but then, but then I was like, I got into it a little bit, and I was like, "This isn't me. This is not going to work for me." Um, they ended up offering me a deal, and. It was a three sixty deal, which is a bad thing. You're which about is... to say
3: no on air, which is going to make you look like a boss man now. Really? Well, like yeah.
2: it was a three sixty deal, which means that they take a cut of everything, all your merch, right? Like all your tours, is all your that a publishing. Bad thing, um, depends yeah. the, Depends what they're offering. I think it's a bad rain. thing. Is it a bad? Okay, so well, it depends. People sign to these things because labels have such deep pockets, the majors, mm. so they can dish out so much what fronting. The good thing is that they will do everything for you. That is a good thing. That about is the, the worst deal. thing.
3: Well. It's the worst thing. I guess it takes then, away some of the creativity it, from it, yourself. It takes away the art. What I have learned and believe in and want people to understand is that in order to sell a creative artistic project, you need to do your best to tickle the five cents. It's five or six senses. It's, it's five. It's five, unless five. you're
0: like... Depends you know, what you've taken, I guess. I have to ask the question, because for
3: me, there is a sixth sense but not for everyone so so the five senses that science acknowledges you have to tickle them you have to you have to touch each of them as best you can that's why music videos are so important the sound quality is so important when you sell a vinyl that's like i don't really want to sell vinyls on this new album because i haven't got the money to invest but i know i have to because when people buy a vinyl they pick it up it's this cardboard 12 inch by 12 inch case they take it out they feel the vinyl that's their touch and then you have to in in, uh you have to bring in their smell so here is the deal i don't know how to make my record smell
1: so we we got we got a bro josh cuttle who uh horizon bay and he uses febreze uh, maybe we can't even say that he uses
0: he, 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 he gives a scent yeah, so like <laughs> you, you open do, up like, that package, package up from all in, of his, so his stuff, clothing, what? like you open it, oh. it smells amazing. So it's it's okay, so so it like, a, like, like a love letter, you know, when I you, uh, can't, when you rub your, your scent over. I it.
3: can't force my smell into people's bedrooms, no matter how much that would be for it. <laughs> <laughs> but so, what I'm saying is that when you buy my album, I want you to <clears> smoke, give it a sniff. um nothing less than high grade weed I want you to close the windows and I want you to smoke the spliff and once the spliff's done and that smells and in the, the existential air, crisis. Is then past. you play the, ad, the, the album so I'm telling you you have to hot box the room stop smoking then listen to the album there's the scent you I you think really you, can, you, can you sell
0: us a special edition of the album that comes with a pre-rolled
3: well I the, the problem I've got with that well, is we're I haven't do the decided album in
2: Amsterdam so it, it, well, oh, there what we go. you think
3: I haven't already thought about that bro <laughs> you think that wasn't already the reason, bro businessman I'm I'm not a businessman I'm a I'm an expressive person Right but that is legitimately the reason that the album launch party is in a coffee mm. shop in Amsterdam it's because I want to talk to people before I play it You the want album, to say the date I want there is no date oh. yet I'm literally Cut waiting for a message So you got to be able to touch it Smell it, taste it, feel it. What's your word? Touch was feeling
2: it. (laughs) Oh, feel is an insight. See it. You've got to see it.
3: See, taste, touch, (laughs) feel, smell it. And hear.
1: Hear Yeah, Yeah, obviously. What's the last one? What's that one? You, you you're saying that like creative control is very important. If if you're really an artist, creative yeah. control and and really thinking about how how you want your product to to land, how how land, like you said, a good word, how yeah. how you want it to, you know the, the feeling of the quality of that vinyl, the artwork on it, and everything. Once you've like like, like what I'm doing with Sumos, but obviously like okay. with the album that we've done together. It's Okay, it was, we could
3: talk about all the projects. Yeah.
1: Right? the album that we've done together, like like I've done all the music, well, a good portion of the music mm-hmm. and you're sort of taking control of the visual side of that and the videos and shit. And then for Sumo's, uh, you know,
3: you the visual you stepped one. on and I'm, I'm taking well, care of that. So That's why Sumo's to that, took a back step, wasn't it? Was because yeah. it's so important to us to make sure that the visuals were as we imagined. Yeah that we have to just be patient with that. And that's that's, super important to me to make sure that this this whole
1: thing, it feels cohesive. And I know it's something that you do a lot and that you you do a lot, Josh and like like, This is the
3: integrity that we have as a duo. And
1: this is something I'll say to the young artists coming up and I think everyone in this room can fucking agree is that you want to be so careful when you're making that first project and you're like really loving it. You want to be careful with that first YouTube video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cuz
3: you can ruin you can uh, ruin man. your whole career, yeah. your whole you know career trajectory it sets a tone, can be yeah. set to tone uh, set to so tone. T- if any young people who are just starting off are looking at their first music video, you really have to take control of your art and you that doesn't mean you have to be a fucking egomaniac fucking sociopath micromanaging yeah you you want to do your research spend time finding what what is is relevant you want to portray so even say you have no budget then you come up with an idea that is just based around walking around a bare naked field it have to be original ideas mm-hmm. not many ideas really are if i'm honest with you they just have to be your ideas and they have to be executed to your standard mm-hmm. yeah. it doesn't have to be a fucking million dollar looking timberland missy no. elliott product it just has to be yours so well, yeah so,
0: so, i was gonna say in, uh, for, for obviously ali, uh, yeah, ali I was I, gonna say like that's, the, how, know, the, that's how we started the like, first
2: like two years of my career it was kind of Started my relationship with with No and Josh, and basically I needed a music video, and you know well, we, we, I trusted yeah. him to make something, and basically it kind of raised me to a point where it made me look like I was more professional than I actually was. Right. So did well, you have
3: control of the ideas in that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I mean, yeah, we, we, we were just together, like we? sat
2: together, to kind of thinking of but, things but and just going idea, out doing it. Because
3: if you're going to do him a favour. um and he comes to you with a basic idea, yeah. and you get to then say, "Oh, well, I'd love to do this, this, well, this." I you,
1: think we were lucky enough that it wasn't then. really well, like you guys working together it wasn't really favors. It was that you just genuinely really wanted to work together. Yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. I mean, I mean, I mean that's, so that's be, a fortunate let's, situation. So so like, let's what?
0: let's say one of the one of the videos um, you did a song with um, Ed Tullet called Fo. Mm-hmm. Um Literally, probably one of the most simple. I like that simplest. Ed Tullet he's, he's a good boy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, "Foe" probably probably one of the most. Simple of the music videos we've done, but I think for the for that time it was like you know it's, it's we had a friend Natalie is a, an actor and just her with a with a flare in the darkness, but we sort of super slow motion sort of smoke and and I, and I remember it. at that point I think you that's when you were asked by labels we're like what was your budget for this because it looks like like yeah pretty yeah. high end kind of stuff and it's just like no we just, <laughs> it it just, like, we just, we just went into a field yeah. again <laughs> no, like
3: you know it's important that you respectfully and fairly utilised the creative and talented friends that you have around you. This this is this is this,
0: this, 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 this is something that I that I noted down as as one of my main points for for for, for, for kind of getting you on here mm-hmm. was collaboration. Right, okay. Across all mediums, music, film, photography, right. whatever. As creatives, the idea of collaborating is possibly one of the the strongest um, mm-hmm. true. assets yeah. you can have. If you can, if you can you can yeah, strengthen that's... what you're doing by well, don't shy you... away from it. Like yeah. I always
2: yeah. did, I always hated the idea of like working with other people. Oh no, I need to do this on my own. And It's
1: not <laughs> necessarily true. And then that's sort of like what what I like about Lonely Arts Club is that we've got all three of us working in very different places, yeah. and yeah. we're going to have lots of very different what, guests coming. What
3: what kind of uh, always made me. You know, as a front man of anything, ego is a problem. But what really, really uh, offended me was the I would collaborate with somebody, and then I would have to explain to the listeners or the the people that accept the, the finished project. I I wouldn't be able to listen to a song that and not say, oh, he did that that that. I did this 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 though. But, Do you feel that's always like a? There's always like a, a battle then,
0: if if because because I guess collaborating is almost about that harmony I think, between you both going I think towards something. But.
3: I think I've learned with these over the last few years that um, initially, for the majority of people, there is going to be that battle because you really want to show yourself and you really want to you really want to stand out. But what I've learned through working with these. And I've been lucky. He is an uh, 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 an understanding person. Um, He's also a a strong person. So if I say something that he doesn't like, he'll fight back. But we are very kind to each other. And this is what I'm trying to say. It's very important to understand that um, collaborations, in a way, is kind of all you have. None of us are actually as good or talented as we think we are. We are also as more... Good, talented, beautiful, wonderful—than we believe we are. Uh, I think we but, can maybe
1: realise like how good we could be. Yeah, that's how mm. what I see when I look at my work. I'm always like, I, 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 I feel like I, I, I'm happy with something, but I'm like, I know I could do better. I think
3: sometimes time. when I've collaborated with people, whether it be art or music, there has been many a times when I've done a piece of work with somebody, finished, and said to myself. I have now created one of the best things I've ever created. And yeah. without this person to have inspired me, even if they didn't mm. touch the painting, or even if they didn't sing or write any of the music, the collaborative energy and thoughts um, have turned me into the person that wa- the, that is better than I was. Mm. And sometimes it's really hard to admit that somebody else inspired you to yeah. be the yeah, best yeah. version of you. In the last couple of months especially with this album i've really learned that mm. um there's a few songs on the album which v's had made beats we might have made them together but you know v's had finished beats sent them to me I've, I've said love that beat that's gotta go on the album but i've not written to them and then at some point i have thought in my head if I'm not got the inspiration to make this a a song, let me send it to somebody that I think could and see what they do to inspire me. And every single time I've done that, which I think is three times throughout the album, I've sent the the beat with none of my vocals, none of my ideas, or or maybe I'll give a little idea of what I think it could be. I'm like, look, do what you want with that. And every time they come back, I've been like, oh, fucking great job. Yeah. Now I'm ready to write. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but we really, really need to yeah. not... So, uh, uh, sorry, no, no, sorry. No, no, we really need to just not be ashamed to collaborate and take and ask for help. That's very important. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: I was just going to ask, like, what your view on that was. Obviously, you work with, with Tulloch, Ed Tulloch. Yeah, I mean, not.
2: you know, there's, like loads of different versions of yourself you don't really know you have and they come out with different people in the room and different people can help bring them out and, you know, you say you're not as nice as you think you are if you surround yourself with the right kind of people you become a nicer person or or vice versa. For, for me,
0: the question is how important is it to you then in your, in your songwriting process
2: the collaboration
0: like to, to to collaborate and also when what point do you bring people
2: in right so it's become more and more important as i go on just yeah. because i have like what 35 songs out now and yeah. you kind of do start regurgitating you know old stuff and you kind of you feel like things are getting old and i i can admit that some of the best stuff that i've done has been co-written with ed who we spoke about before and it's just it's just how oh, it is so it wasn't really you that- but like even that person is being in the room you wouldn't have written that song if they weren't sat mm, there kind absolutely of thing. and it's hard to gauge how much someone has influenced something even yeah i don't, I don't know but yeah it's become really really important to me just because i want to i want to release the best music i think i can and i'm not going to do that completely on my own anymore
3: there is a saying that you will become a version of the five people that you spend your most time with. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm not saying you have to spend yeah, like your time that. with. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, for some people, I mean, like, what, some man- people,
0: mannerisms, sort of um, your outlook on life. Yeah. Sort of, oh, yeah. V oh, yeah.
3: will lock himself off for quite a Long periods of time, he'll see me because that's, why I'm not, that's like business. Anyone. <laughs> you know, like he, he he will still have me over to work on the album because that's creative, it's work. I'm most like my cats. You've become like Pornhub. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oh
3: my god,
1: I'm kind of interested in asking, because we spend a lot of time together working on stuff, but rarely do we ever actually talk about the things that we've done. So I'm interested to know like, how Astro Boys really like started for you, because obviously you came um, in a little bit after the actual yeah, genesis yeah, yeah. of the band. You know?
3: I left school at 16, didn't get the GCSEs that I wanted, didn't believe that I could get onto the college course that I wanted... Uh, I got a bit lost, so I spent my first few years out of school looking for full-time jobs and working things I didn't want to do. Um, And in my spare time, I was still doing music. And and at that time, I kind of became a really respected MC in South Wales Uh, through, like, Smokey's TV, MC Battles and stuff. I'd become somebody that, you know... I bloody knew it. It was just so much. As nice. a
1: kid, I think most kids that age yeah. were yeah. some talent. Yeah. And
3: also, you know, for my entire life, I was the fat kid in school that was, you know, just about funny enough to be in the cool group, but I was never really, like, the man in school. I was liked, but I wasn't anything special. So all of a sudden, I've left school, I've got this hobby, which is, you know, getting me a lot of attention, you know, I'm, girls started liking me, all these typical things, and it just, it just got me excited, filled, Tracks. I met him at a house party. Um, and it was mad because a couple of mates that we had mutual friends and they were like secretly trying to get us together. We didn't realize this, but s- some people out there knew that me and him together were going to make Matchmaking. We yeah, they were <laughs> matchmaking. It was a really natural progression to the point where we basically had no choice because we'd been noticed and seen and uh, by people uh, like older people now you know like the students around Cardiff yeah, yeah, yeah. we were all hanging out and having good parties and people were like yo so you two are Astro Boys now and, and I was like well Phil's Astro Boys he, that's his thing but you know if he wants me I'll, I'll join but I'm, do you know I, I made Phil two promises um, and they're probably the only two good things I did for the entire time I was there I promised him number one that because he started the name Asteroid Boys and he was the one that had an idea, I promised him that I would respect that and never try to become A, I would always be B. So I promised him that. I said, look, I will respect that you Mm. started this and I will let that always be. And the other promise I made was I said to him, I promise you that I'm not just in this for a couple of weeks in the hope that we get a fucking major deal. I'm in this for the long haul. I'll go years with you until we either decide that it's never gonna work for us or it works for us. And I stuck to those two promises. So
1: how long, I mean, I I don't actually know like the chronology of how everything's laid out. Mm. How long was there between you sort of joining this, the the Asteroid Boys Mm -hmm. um, up to the point where you actually got locked up? Like how how many years?
3: Uh, So joined Asteroid Boys say 2010, 2011 was like, Welcome to the Zoo and a few other songs. It, it was about two years. The more I think yeah. about it, the more disappointed I am in myself and the more I realise how tough I made it for the boys. Uh, so, yeah, there was about two years of um, consistently m- working on making, finishing and, and promoting, like, EPs. Um, and then we all, we were at a point where we were, you know, we were talking record deals and we were talking bigger things. And my ego, my fucking my desire to be noticed and to be appreciated, it it just got so big because my demand was so big that, yeah, we, we we had that night out in town. I ended up getting myself in terrible, terrible trouble, ended up in prison for a year and a half. That was... It, they probably think, like, now that I can say this objectively, they probably hate me for it, man, because if I didn't do that, they could have possibly got to where they believed they could and, and wanted to be a lot quicker but they were so patient, and they were so caring, and and, yeah. and they were bros, man. Like You know, they they, they went and did all what they could. Mm. The, the opportunities did sink because I was gone, and because it, it gave Asteroid Boys a reputation that they didn't do anything to deserve. It was mm. all me. Um, and they handled it really well. Um, so I was so, in jail for a year and a half. When I came out... That's what I want to ask about, because I know that there was some hype to you coming out, and I know there was some sort of show yeah.
1: after that, but I don't know too much about it.
3: Well, there had to be, because, like I say, now I think about and I can can say that they did suffer for themselves by, you know, keeping the industry waiting oh and and the best thing they could do was say, you know, when Benji comes out, we're going to go full steam ahead and and, and we did, but being honest, I think I did let them down once I came out. I don't think you can
1: beat yourself up too much.
3: I won't beat myself up about it, but I will acknowledge that I wasn't the person well, I wasn't the person coming out that I was going in I was a lot more fragile, which meant that I was a lot more defensive or offensive, either way that worked for me at the time. But I was, I was, I was quite damaged, and I was put on a brave face. And what maybe they don't realize is that as much as I appreciate that they hyped me up and hyped it up, and then when I came out, they gave everything. That also was quite scary. Yeah,
1: yeah it wasn't. I
3: I did, look, I'm 30, you know, in a couple yeah. of weeks. Only now am I really seeing this for what it was. But it did, it really scared the shit out of me because I felt famous. I thought I was, like, actually fucking famous. I did, man, let's be honest. <laughs> I thought I was fucking famous. Well, you were, yeah, you I, were I thought I was, like, come out of jail and, and literally I was fucking famous because right. they'd done all this and we'd done all this. But... When you come out and you realize, oh, you have to get back into working and grafting, it was it was a bit of a knock. Tell me about. Give, give came me, give out me some of jail, story, right? Bro. And the boys had already put in say thirty percent of a, of a of a record. Well, well maybe maybe say fifty percent, because because you know a lot of it was done. They just like <laughs> provided me with a lot of songs I needed to write and record, but they built around me as well. Anyway, came home. I was on tag for six months. Every night. Boys would come to my house, in my, in my bedroom, in my mum's house. We, we made music, made music did you um, do
2: a matinee show in London well, because you're the, on tour? We tag. did
3: the whole tour. So, <laughs> you did the whole so, tour on so I matinee. came out of jail. I came
2: out <laughs> of jail and we did asteroid um, boys in
3: matinee. Shows. So let me get this
1: right: you actually had to go and play a show in the middle of the day and then get back? And to then get back for seven p.m.
3: Yo, <laughs> do you know, yo this <laughs> That's is how amazing. this is how much effort those boys put in for me though. Tracks had a fucking uh, friend of his who had a Harley Davidson yeah. come to all the gigs because if our car couldn't get back for seven p.m. because of traffic, I was going to be whisked down the motorway on a fucking Harley Davidson to make sure. No I wonder get you
2: felt to famous, me.
3: bro. Exactly. <laughs> Other than the money, we had literally all of this shit going. Yeah. Was, and, and we did, man. We went, oh, well, as soon as I come off tag, Poland, Germany, da da da. Was there any time we
1: actually had to get whisked out on, on that Holly? Um, yeah, any close calls?
3: They, the one so we did four gigs but the London one that you know what London's like traffic yeah, and car, London, it was a bit peak and we were like edging on the phone like do we need to get the backup moped <laughs> it's like a, like, bat, like, like...
2: <laughs> I think like towards near the end of Astro Boys where things like fall apart we'll get into that afterwards but something happened which really I found funny which was you played one of your biggest shows in Germany I think to like mm. 10,000 people and it was only you and Rem, one of the boys, went. And uh, he he just DJed on his laptop. He just pressed play on uh, the song. He's there. He's <laughs> like that you, prancing about stage, like really going for it. And he's there with his laptop in the corner, just like I don't blog it, man. Just, didn't, <laughs> you, didn't you like once do a show with Astro Boys? And then V's literally yeah, did twice. buy your f- <laughs> V's literally did buy your flight home. Oh uh, yeah, because- <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> you got stranded. Where was it again?
3: Uh, you don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Well, I like, I do really want to talk about it. What just, I got stranded in Italy. Is it fair to say I got stranded or should I say that you I... You didn't wake up. I, wake up, I, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I really didn't... It's a
1: different didn't. affair to when, whenever I talk with Novo it's all like chamomile tea in early nights.
3: Uh-huh. Oh, Asteroid fuck it Astro Boys. Some
1: respect, eh? It's a different... Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah but, yeah. but
3: you know what was... What was difficult about that partying thing with Astro Boys is the... Um, so you know how I said I felt like I let them down a little bit. They wanted a different version of me that didn't exist and that's just what happened. Um, I think that escalated as time went on. So it became more magnified, you know? like As time went yeah, on, they, yeah. they, they felt more and more like, this is not the Benji we wanted. I think when I came out of prison and we did, you know, the, necess- the, the essential things to get Astro Boys back to a position of uh, power and, and interest, uh, once we got there... I don't think that I was behaving in a way that made tracks feel like he was having the time of his life that he deserved, and and I'm I am a i am am a bit uh, ashamed to admit that like and I do it like it's probably the first time he's ever gonna hear that, but it's true, man. Like I think that I did disappoint them a little bit, but that's not really my fault. Um and it's nobody's fault. It is just what it was. Yeah. They had higher they had a higher expectation. They they had an image of who they were gonna have back. And when I came out, I wasn't what they wanted. But then also, without me realizing, um, I'm not gonna say it was post-traumatic stress syndrome, but it was a form of depression based on the fact that I'd been to prison, I'd experienced all this fucking stuff. I was different, you know, I was different. And maybe I should have spent a few months, like, nobody speak to me. I only want to be around family. Perfect. Yeah, decompressing. Yeah. But we, 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 you
1: did mention before we even started that, um, that you did want to get, let's not get into it now, but the topic of mental health and how that might affect, especially within the music industry and, and I things that might play
3: into... I appreciate uh, that you would bring bring it up. And obviously, like yeah. I do suffer with mental health. I am, I'm and, and not like, not sometimes, sometimes I'm down. I'm at the moment, I'm having a really good time in my life. Yeah. But I've realised that as a person, I am somebody that suffers.
1: I think most musicians are.
3: Yeah. Like, I, 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 like really,
1: like I do too, yeah. I, I, I see these articles about like, oh, mental health in the music industry. I'm just like, yeah, but it's not necessarily because it, they're in the music industry. Yeah. They're the kinds of people that like it can express their emotions yeah. in such yeah, a way true. that yeah, yeah. like... But yeah, want, so, yeah.
3: Um, so, so yeah, I, you know, I can't make excuses. I, but but so when I came out, they kind of wanted this. I came out like this. They all sort of um, were like the magnetic opposite of me. So as I was having more fun, they were looking on in fear and having less fun, you know.
2: Do you think the bigger attributes got the more kind of it started it, it, widening it, that gap. Absolutely, yeah. So the, do you think that is... It was that the downfall of Astro Boys? Because you guys kind of like called it quits at the peak, um, in a way. What, what, like, yeah, what, what, it was what, ridiculous. I, because what, was, what was the peak?
3: Do you know what? Stormzy? A lot of people will say that the peak was when we were signed to Sony, we had the debut album out, we were touring. But See, That's what think, on paper. I that's I think, on paper. Yeah, that's though, on like, paper. But yeah. I think the peak of Asteroid Boys was the period between when I came out of prison... Uh, when I came off tag and we re- we self-released uh, the CF10 EP, right, from yeah, that yeah, point yeah. up until the point where we, as a group, said we really could do with investment. That period was amazing because we'd done all the Very groundwork, crazy. we were yeah. established, we were releasing on our own, which meant we could still be freely creative um, and time that, yeah. things our own mm. way. But we became so um, poor... And so incapable of creating because life is on top of all of us and that it just then took the sting out of it. And when I explain it like that, it makes me wonder if I'm giving myself a rough time blaming myself because I don't know. I don't know whether it was me partying too hard and making the boy feel like their work was going um, undervalued by me and undervalued appreciated by the public because i was making it look that way or whether we all came to a point where we didn't have the money to invest in our ideas and we were man we were so broke and desperate and also um like uh gassed
2: dude you got sucked into like the mechanics of the machine like the the music industry is the only industry that has like a 90 percent failure rate and still manages to make loads of money and Mm -hmm. i I, I, I wouldn't put it it on yourself as the you know you being the downfall of Astro boys when like like, there's that
3: big of a failure rate it might not have been my fault it might have just been that we just as a group of young boys we just couldn't take the pressure that have needed to there'll be definitely like a financial side of it and that's like you
2: signed to a major, it just, they it just wasn't take what, like 80% of it, your music. How, they did how take 80% do you do of ours. We're fucking how? sick, bruv. We... No. what did they
3: take? Um, do
2: you know? So you I, I, I think label. it was
3: something like this. It was something like they took, you know, let's call, call it 90% of yeah. sales until they'd recouped the, the however many thousands they'd invested. And then as soon as they recouped, it did a... It turned on his more head, favor, but, but, but mm. you might be right. I'm not saying you're not right in that maybe it wasn't quite in, in the favor. I'm thinking. I think it'd be at in best fifty fifty. Not only did they sign us to make that album and the future ones, which we which we never made and then got dropped from from the label, but they also bought our two EPs, the CF10 and right, the Bacon yeah. Dream. So that gave us a little bit of leverage because there were songs like "Dusted" and "Mingin" and things that they could really market in the in the bigger scale that that gave us a bit of leverage to, to you know, to to to, to for sure. ask for. But but yeah, honestly, like I remember, even like you know, even to now, like, I can't say that signing with Music for Nations and Sony was a bad thing. I don't think they did us dirty. I don't think that they didn't have our interests at heart. I honestly remember feeling like. It was basically a bit shit that we we were gonna get this little advance. Well, I say little, good, good for fucking lots of thousands. But but in my head it was like we. It's a bit shit that we've done this work and that we're not actually gonna see any money off the individual sales until they've recouped. And I remember thinking they might never fucking recoup. Yeah. They've given us so much money, but you they, never have to pay that back though. So sorry. no, you don't. And, and we haven't
1: exactly labels <laughs> well, are you know, often wasteful but, uh, listen
3: uh, do you know what's mad as well I, I gotta say about the other boys and Asteroid Boy it, it, it does show good fucking character on their part when the, the band met up and we decided or they decided they wanted to leave me I said to them why don't we sign for the second album which was literally the contract was on the table yeah. sign for the second album Make a few tunes. If it don't work, we're not feeling a new energy. Then we There's fuck up. Nothing
2: off. to lose at that point. If why right? it gets me? And why you, know, you guys broke all up?
3: All of the boys turned around and said, oh, to listen, I don't think we should take that money just in case it comes back in the future, karma, or they're hunting us down. You know, let's just not take the money. Let's just, let's just get." And I was just mind blown. But we-, we could have waited one month. Took a good fucking chunk of cash each. And then waited a week and said, oh, we've really all fallen out. We're not going to do it.
2: Would you talk a little bit about, like, quickly, didn't they, say, spunk up the wall five grand on a video for you guys, which you didn't like, then you ended up making your own one in your bedroom or something?
3: That is a true story, yeah. So what happened was, we had a budget for producing this album and for marketing it. We made the album for so cheap. Like, like. They didn't realize mm-hmm. how self-sufficient that we were as a group. <laughs> they just didn't realize. So they they put all this money in. We spent nothing. Then we gave them the finished product. Product, and I think that made them think. Oh well, you know, maybe we'll bump up the the promotion, and the, so then they started to try and like. Say to us, well, look, you know, why don't you work with some of these like videographers and filmmakers that we have in house at Sony? You know, these people have worked with him and her and her and, and him, and they could really. And we were like, but we we have really you kind have of... a
2: vibe, you know, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. But 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 not only that, like we were <laughs> saying to them, we have videographers that are not only incredible, but they are mates. We've worked with them for years. They've done us deals, cheap deals, all of our career in the hope that one day we, because they believed we would make it. Mm. And now we really want to use your money to pay them back. Right. Because yeah. we thought yeah. that was absolutely spot on, which it is. And they fought us and fought us and fought us. And they were like, look, we get you, we understand. And, and, they, and you know, they were trying to take us seriously, but they wanted to us to take a chance on them and to let them allow an, outsider to come in and try and create a visual for us and it got to the point where we were back and well, forth you, back you and think fall.
2: about it like you work together you don't work for them they don't work for you you work together yeah, yeah, so yeah. you have to collaborate right. and, and you look, think okay sure
3: but, so this isn't really their fault again i will yeah. say they had backed down on ninety five percent of the creation of the sound of mm-hmm. the album they really had they they tried to get us to do this they tried to make, and and they really, really did uh take a back step and let us go Fair. they did and 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 not many labels will fucking do that they mm. just won't, so they really did um listen to us, take us seriously and believe in us, and I think it got to a point where they were so bored of not really having to do anything <laughs> that they said right, let's put our foot down now and yeah, let's, yeah. let's really convince them to do this. So we cracked eventually, yeah? They had £5,000 and they said, right, we've got three or four... We got, we got four videographers. Here's their treatments for the video. Here's their previous work. Pick one. We were like, right, okay, let's let them have it their way. We picked one. We met him. We liked him. He had a great treatment. Really cool idea. On paper, it was all good. They paid for everything. We went down to London. We spent three days shooting. During these three days... I went through fucking hell. Man was upside down. <laughs> I saw the photos. Fucking chained to the front of a tricycle. <laughs> so it was like for a wasted six hours out of twelve hour day. <laughs> wait, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. Take t- 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 <laughs> me just through the concept quickly. So, so you're upside down.
3: The concept was that he wanted us to be. Upside down in the video, but so he wanted us to be the right way up, but the whole world was upside down. Yeah, and, yeah. But there was lots. Of, there was a lot more to it. On paper, it, it sounded great. Cool. Like he yeah, sent said, yeah. really good pictures. But the practicality. Of yeah, but you're to you look like he, you're he, down, he Like ex- <laughs> out. He, he executed the filming like like for the two three days we were filming. I was looking at the shots back, and he was explaining, and I was like, "Oh man, he, this is gonna be fucking hilarious and brilliant." But so for the majority of of, of it, it was me or Phil upside down chained, with a massive belt on, with clothes over the belt, chained to the front of this tricycle. So my hair is touching the fucking floor and my legs are in the air. And I'm performing to the camera and we were doing these shots over and over, different locations. Honestly, like, I really, like... I wanted to just be a diva and turn around and say, guys, to be honest, blood's going to my head. Don't feel well. I'm not enjoying this. I'll say, not how long, how, I'll say,
0: how long did you, did you manage to do did it? You like, like, how long did you long did Could last? you get yeah. out of
3: this thing easily? <laughs> I could um, I could only get down if they got me down. <laughs> <laughs> at, at one point, when we first started filming, like, you know, I thought this guy's getting £5,000. You better have a team of people to, to make sure I'm okay. Yeah. He he wasn't worried about that. The first time we <laughs> shot it, the guy riding the tricycle got off after we, after we said cut and the tricycle tilted forward. <laughs> I'm, literally, I'm upside down, <laughs> crashing to the earth. Right? Ah, guys, guys, guys. I was so uh, wrapped up in it all at that point. I, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm signed to Sony. I'm in this cool band. I got these people doing all these things for us. And so I was so wrapped up. I was like, yeah, do it, do it, do it. Even though I was not comfortable doing it. I was not enjoying <laughs> myself. And I would keep them... I did say a couple of times, but I just wasn't happy. Anyway, so uh, so we left that video shoot and I remember the boys and us. I mean, we, we were all in London, had a couple of drinks. But well, I was had a couple of drinks. They were just sat around twiddling phones. But um, but I remember us talking about it. Be like, yeah, yeah, it looked cool. Like you know, I still got some of the photos on my phone, like some <laughs> of the things off his camera. <laughs> and, and we were like, yeah, yeah, this is gonna be a good laugh. He sent the first edit through about two, three weeks later, and I didn't even reply to the group chat. I just watched the video and I was like, this. Absolutely sucks. Oh, there, is, fuck. there is nothing I've
1: never seen it, but I, oh, fuck. It. I don't
3: have it anymore to show. But it was yeah. there was nothing, um, there was you know, when you press start on a video in the first five seconds, you need something you're to make grab it, it yeah. Wait, That's that's is, gonna
0: be the yeah. bam. Come, like, is, yeah. is it
3: is it nicely shot? Is it styled well? Is it mm. colored? Well? Something has to be exceptional. The first few frames are key. And the first, yeah. Yeah. the first fucking 10 seconds was literally Perfection. just um. Like, one of the boys could have done it on their new iPhone. Then as soon as it got into the uh, intricate parts, which, you know, he's, like, really priding himself on, I was watching, I was like, I don't get it. It don't work. It,
0: it just didn't work. It just didn't fit right. didn't fit it right. Did with it fit the, right. Yeah. So
3: so by this point, because we've agreed to let Sony pay one of Sony's guys five grand, then I, I don't know, it might be fucking one of their nephews. I don't know. But so the the five grand's gone, innit? not it? Like they've yeah. promised him. We, up the wall. The, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's spunked up the wall. And us boys are like, we need this song out. We need a video. We have no money now. So what do you do? F- Phil came up with the plan. But basically, he said, listen, let's just do it in Richard's flat, we'll just get one of our mates to film, and we'll just get a red light, get some weird little things. We'll all stand in the corner of a room, make it a bit bookie, and we just do face the camp. The song's called Mask Asteroid Boys. It's on YouTube now. I can't believe that we missed out on a £1,000 each for that.
0: Sort of like a nice, positive sort of note, in a sense that we've spoken about, sort of like collaboration, your journey as an artist. Like, there's there's people out there that don't sort of like this. This is sort of like their maybe initial insight into how like creatives deal with the ins and outs of making and and the life that goes along with it. But what what positive advice can you give to people? who are potentially like who, who are trying to sort of figure their way through like what, what as far for,
3: as what like becoming creatively explore, exploring
0: that stuff like in a sense I, you've learned a lot about yourself going through yeah. it. what what would your biggest takeaways be from your journey okay um what what, what what could you say to to somebody maybe going through it
3: i genuinely mean this If you want to create something and you're scared because you you don't feel like you are a creator, go and get the canvas, go and get the paints, turn your phone off and just give it, just give it. Like, don't think about it, don't think about it, don't strategize. just give everything. Cry, scream, shout, kick a brick, just put it all on a canvas and then just (laughs) sit back. You will be surprised how it makes you feel and what you learn about Mm. yourself. You asked me to give advice for people that are trying to be creative people. Go and create something quietly, but don't be afraid to shock yourself into how how good you are at expressing. And when you shock yourself, understand that that feeling will transcend to other people that you show it to. Don't be afraid to get your art out there, but go and create it in peace. That's
1: done. And it, 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 like I said earlier, it's just nice. Like it's actually, cause we never talk about this shit. No, we never, so it's nice mm. to sit down in this yeah, format. It's like a
0: little awakening. And now we, like you, we've leveled yeah. up in your friendships. No, <laughs> we
3: can let's go back to the studio. It's <laughs> done. You, you three, thank you for, for, for getting me here, yeah? for giving me the the platform to not only say to, to publicly what I've been. Chewing the full my...
1: story. Not, not them Twitter. Just thank you for you know? letting me yeah, say yeah. it.
3: Thank you for coming down,
1: man. No, yeah. dude, it means yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. thanks. Cheers, thanks man. so much. No mind
3: on. while they're here and not while they're here, but thank you for letting me say it because sometimes you don't realize what you're doing until you see
1: it. I was gonna yeah. ask. Was there was like any
3: closing thoughts you had for your your old bandmates? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I do. I do. I absolutely love them, boys. I am really proud to have experienced that phase of my life with such. Um, bold, uh, hard-working, talented, and genuine uh, men, you know? Like, what a fucking bunch of fucking legends. They fucking made me the man that I am, and I, I, everything that I'll ever do will always be, hopefully, to say thanks and to appreciate what they did for me. I'm so privileged to have met the people and, that I've met and to travel with the people I've traveled with and to experience the things I've experienced with the people I've experienced them with. I fucking love it, man.
0: Yeah, what a great way to end it. I just want to say, dude, it's been an absolute pleasure having Thank you on. Thank you. you really, really, so much really for, it. For, needed for, this. Yeah, for coming and chatting. Um, uh,
3: before we go, I have got an album coming out called Skull & Bones, Benji Wild, aiming for an early January release date. Uh, going to be posting the launch album listening party in Amsterdam. We're going to have a poster up soon. Please come and get fucking stoned with me. <laughs> What's your Instagram handle? At IamBenjiWild, Instagram, Twitter... Don't add me on Facebook. I've got too many friends, and I could do without you.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. On. Well, there we go then. So, um, so that's, that's uh, goodbye for me, Josh, Ali, Peace. and Benji Wild. Nice one, <laughs> been, Lonely yeah. Arts yeah. Club yeah. exclusive uh, yeah, Squeeze really and fun. Benji <laughs> on the piano. That's a good idea. Here we go. Let me it's get lyrics.
3: Oh, the lyrics. Uh, what's one forty? Boom, boom, boom. We finished the podcast. Now we're going to just do a little sing song Got my microphone A little bit faster V's You ready? Broken I'm broken But when I'm with you I feel open This here is not ecstasy But when I'm with you I feel open I'm obsessed with you Pizza go-go and a spliff with you but when I'm with you, I'm so broken I love to make you get, no you won't forget Love the way we get down, killers in the distance Turn to lovers in an instant, nobody gonna be too proud There's always water under the bridge, that's what the bridge is for It's only love that we're living for One chance when I see her, I'm gonna risk it all Everything I gotta risk it all When your pockets aren't empty and your tank's on low still she's trying to get it, she's calling up your phone You know you gotta ride or die, know lie, you gotta get up in your zone you know you got a rhino dino, like you gotta get up in your zone And again, when your pocket's on empty and your tank's on low And still she's trying to get at you, she's calling up your phone You know you got a rhino dino, like you gotta get up in your zone You know you got a rhino dino, like you gotta get up in your zone I love to make you get, no you won't forget I love the way we get down Lovers in the distance, turn to lovers in an instant Nobody gonna be too proud There's always water under the bridge That's what the bridge is for It's only love that we're living for One chance when I see her I'ma risk it all Everything I got I'd risk it all When your pockets aren't empty, tanks are low And still you gotta get it, you should callin' up your phone you know you got to ride or die, no lie, you got to get up in your zone. You know you got to ride or die, no lie, you got to get up in your zone. I was blessed with you. Pizza go-go and a spliff with you, yo, yo. I'm obsessed with you. I can't remember the next bit. So alright, I'm still not very good at the oh, I do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, well done. Thanks. <laughs> I'm, I'm off, i got to go deep Oh, 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 oh,